This is HuskerOnline.com, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show, final segment of the show. Sean Callahan, Nate Klaus, the Huskers picked up their first commitment of 2022 from Columbus outside linebacker Ernest Hausman, Nate. And this one's big for a lot of reasons. And, you know, I said in the chat this week on Husker Online, I mean, I think there was just this fear that Nebraska could be skunked 0 for 5 on the top five. And, um, the longer things went, especially if Hausman wanted to go out and take visits, where at one time we thought he was going to take visits, which could have taken this thing all the way into June, July, and guys like Micah Riley and Caden Helms potentially didn't have Nebraska high. As we already know, Devin Jackson and Deshaun Woods have moved on from Nebraska. Um, I just think the stakes for this one were so high uh, for a lot of reasons because of just how good this year is in the state and they had to get their foot in with one of these guys. Yeah, they had to. And, you know, I think that uh, this wasn't just, you know, low-hanging fruit either. I mean, he's, he had a dozen offers to his name. Arizona State, Boston College, Iowa, uh, KU, K-State, Michigan, Michigan State, um, Northwestern, Virginia. I mean, there's a couple others. So uh, this was not just a some slam-dunk deal where Nebraska offered some kid from Columbus and, and he accepted. I mean, this is – this is a battle. They were the first team to offer, which made a difference. And then I think the way they recruited him, too, also made a difference. You know, you had Barrett Root as the lead recruiter, obviously, with him kind of being the lead guy for, for every prospect in the state. But, uh, you know, it was also a, a total staff effort. You know, you talk to Ernest, and, and he'll tell you that um, he was hearing from not only Barrett Rood, but pretty much everybody else on the staff uh, frequently as well. So, and in exchanging text messages and having Zoom calls and so on and so forth. So, um, and he handled it the right way. You know, he had options on the table. Uh, he took his time to kind of, uh, you know, hear what all those other teams had to say and, and take some of those virtual visits from some of those other schools and, um, you know, kind of check a bunch of boxes off on, on his list and, um, you know, at the end of the day, it was Nebraska that recruited him harder than anybody else that, re- you know, offered him first and where he, you know, he's got an opportunity to come in and, and uh, play you know, at a position of need, too. I mean, he's, he's 6'3", 2'10", 2'15". Um, you know, a really, really good athlete could play outside or inside linebacker for the Huskers. So, um, you know, I, I think it's a great get and, and one that Nebraska absolutely had to have. Yeah, you could feel the urgency, um, especially with the Jackson Woods thing and just the outcry that those two top fives had around it. I don't know if there's been much of a lower in-state moment. I mean, yeah, yeah they lost out on Avante Dickerson, but – Keegan Johnson. I mean, those you know a year ago, but just having both those go the same day in that manner, it was a blow um, because the state, you know, has three four stars now, and and I think Caden Helms could end up getting to four stars when it's all said and done, which that would make this one of the best years ever in the state of Nebraska, and you could miss out on these guys, and so you could sense the urgency from guys like Barrett Rude, Eric Chenander, Scott Frost. They went in and, you know, just on the in-state, they go out and offer Ben Bramer. And, and I, I believe they went out and mended some fences around the state and made sure that their relationships are where they need to be going forward um, with some of these coaches. But um, this was big for a lot of reasons um, to get the ball rolling as well. I mean, just sitting here with no commits, Nate, as we get into mid-March now, you don't want to be going too much deeper without any commits. No, and, you know, a lot of people have been getting really antsy with that and, 
it's not unheard of to to see Nebraska sitting with you know with just a commit or two at this point in time, but you know usually that that doesn't last too long, and, and by the time you get to you know to around the spring game and and through. Uh, the month of May and and really that first part of June, that's when things really explode. And you know, there for a while, it was looking pretty bleak. There was no you know real traction. Uh, you had the in-state guys that were kind of already cutting Nebraska out of their out of their top groups, and and so yeah, they needed to get that first guy in the boat. And to hear Ernest Hausman say, "Hey, you know, I'm not going to sit back and just kind of you know relax now that I'm committed to Nebraska either. I'm gonna I'm gonna be somebody that's reaching out to guys and, and getting them fired up about Nebraska and trying to get them to join me now. I, I think that's that's kind of refreshing too. You you, you and usually one commit leads to another, and, and you know that leads to another, and you, you start to build a little bit of momentum there too. So um, you know, right now, I, I don't know who that next commit may be, but I guarantee you they're a lot closer to, to getting it now that you've got one than, than they were just a couple of weeks ago. Well, and on the in-state front, I mean, really the only guy they have an offer to that they'd have a shot with, and, and I think he's a ways, a long way from committing, is Caden Helms. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously Jake Applegate, Koa McIntyre. I mean, there's some other names on the short list to, to get an offer. Um, but, yeah, I, I think Kansas City has become a huge priority, you know, this year more than any of the regions that they've made local offers into within, you know, hours of campus. Nate, what I'm going to be interested in is May 1. Um, I know they can't technically have an official recruiting hosted event, but – you know, we're seeing teams do this. Like Missouri is keeping all of their spring practices open to the public so recruits can come in as the general public to watch spring practice yep. and do a virtual weekend. Now, I don't know if they can do that in Nebraska because <laughs> – No, no, uh, um, no, there's no way they could open up practice. Well, and the campus guidelines at UNL right now, I mean, you can't go into buildings without showing your COVID saliva testing credentials. Yep. Um, other than the Nebraska Student Union. I believe every other building, you, you've got some guy that literally checks your test. It's an app, yeah. That you have the saliva test done. So I don't know if you know how that would work um, going into the, into the football facilities and, 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 and whatnot. But I do think for the red-white spring game, I'm assuming they're going to allow crowds. It's going to be a Lancaster County decision. Um, what will that number be? But they could easily, Nate, say, you know, you can buy a ticket for five dollars, and then we're going to actually have a virtual weekend where you and your family can have an iPad or a phone, and we're going to take you on an experience before and after the spring game. Yeah, you've got to get creative there, and any any opportunity between now and the time that things actually do open up, where you could maybe get a kid on campus, you have to try and make that work and, and get a little creative. And if that is you know, building a, a recruiting, uh, you know, a, a non-official, a quote-unquote non-official recruiting weekend around the spring game. You know, if if there are you know tickets available for recruits to purchase, then I think that's what you got to do. You know, if, and if they can log in to a, a virtual, you know, tour, or virtual visit weekend of some sort inside the locker room. Yep. I mean, some sort of experience. That, yep. You know, if you have offer guys come, you've got to give those kids an exclusive experience of some kind that makes it feel, you know, different than the, the in-state kid that's going to maybe be there. That's a walk on target. Yeah. Give them, give them the feel. I mean, for so it's been so long since you've been able to have anybody on campus. You have to, you have to try and maximize, um, you know, the, the ability to, 
to make somebody feel pretty pretty special um, if they are coming on campus for that game. So so whatever it takes to to do that, I think Nebraska's got to try and do. And I'm sure that they're they're coming up with uh, you know with several different ways to try and you know capture. Uh, capture the attention of, of anybody that may be able to make it for that spring game. I'm envisioning Nate like recruiting staffers holding like selfie sticks yeah. with position coaches like narrating and talking to a specific player that the hot that, that if they could get kids to come and be like, I'm all right, you're the linebacker from somewhere and the linebacker coach is gonna be on like a exclusive zoom with that recruit in the locker room or doing something you know, that make, make them feel like they're actually legit. right there in, in there like they would be in, under normal circumstances. And have that kid just be in the stands, yep. be on the fence. I mean, be somewhere within the rules. Um, I, I think it's definitely doable. And they've got to figure out something where, you know, the high-value targets get an experience. Yeah, well – it, I mean, the spring game for so long has be, has meant so much to to the program as far as just a, a recruiting event. You have to you have to try and capture that here as much as you can. And um, you know, obviously, not every not every prospect is going to be able to to travel, or maybe not even want to travel. Still, um, you know, with things still somewhat uncertain. But you know, if if they can, we know the tickets are going to be reasonable. You know, I'm sure there's going to be general admission tickets for five, ten dollars a pop. I think we'll see at least forty thousand allowed. That, that's my prediction. I, I mean, that would be fantastic. Twenty five for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, and if but if you can get kids from the area in in for that game, I mean, it would just be a huge, huge boost for for recruiting in the program because it's been we know we all know what on campus visits mean for the program, and if you could get them in for uh, give them a taste of what you know a, a, a game would be like, uh, I think that would just go so so far for their recruiting efforts because. Um, there's no doubt that they've been hurt by the fact that they haven't been able to have kids on campus for over a year. All right. Well, lots to keep up with. Husker baseball had a great weekend, three and one in uh, Round Rock, Texas. They um, had a great weekend versus Purdue. This weekend, they're going to play Iowa and Ohio State. Those games are in Minneapolis inside U.S. Bank Stadium. Um, we'll have full coverage of that as well as anything related recruiting. And there's going to be a lot going on with Husker basketball as the Big Ten tournament Um and then uh, potential roster movement to keep your eyes on here going forward. Thanks again for joining us this week on Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics.